Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a late-night episode of the American Tennis Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network. I say late episode, it's 11 o'clock at night, just getting started recording here on Tuesday. First two, first rounds of the U.S. Open are officially in the books now. Just finished watching that Kyrgios and Steve Johnson matchup, the one I was so excited to watch, and still so crazy to me every year that the U.S. Open comes around and they play in New York, and obviously East Coast time. Those guys didn't even get on the court tonight until after 11 p.m. By the time they were done, it was 1.15, 1.30 in the morning, so... Watched it start to finish, like I said I would. Pretty surprised that I made it, but I did, and it was it was an interesting match. Um, this podcast is just going to be a recap of the first round, particularly looking at the Americans' matches and how they did. Um, let's start with uh, Sloane Stevens played right before Kyrgios and Johnson. So we'll start with the start with the Kyrgios and Johnson match, and then make our way to the Stevens match after, and then just do a quick recap of all the first round matchups and how it all went down for the Americans. But starting out with that Kyrgios-Steve Johnson matchup, Steve Johnson, obviously, American player, very, I mean, arguably had probably the best collegiate tennis career ever. Um, NCAA champion, won 72 straight singles matches at one point, just so dominant. So obviously he's a fun one to watch. He's from Southern California, uh, played at USC, obviously a four-year college player. So just a gentleman conducts himself really well out there, and it was it was a fun a fun one to watch. Obviously, Kyrgios is always just pure entertainment, and the first set was pretty straightforward. Honestly, Kyrgios said before the match that they were good mates, and it, it seemed that way. The first set was pretty low drama. The tennis was good. Kyrgios played really well tonight. Um, you know, Steve had a chance down two three in the first set. He had double break point on Kyrgios to get back on serve, but Kyrgios hit a bomb of an ace and then unreturned serve and then obviously he held and lost that first set 6-3 and that I just I never felt like Steve really got into his rhythm particularly after losing those two break points where he had the chance to get back on serve that 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 first set just he really didn't get into it um for the third set as well honestly I think Kyrgios kind of ran away with that third set um but the second set was great I mean 7-6 um started to get frustrated there in the second set had a heated exchange with the chair umpire spit on the court and did his uh some of his usual antics not as bad as usual honestly pretty tame for uh for curio standards but definitely was getting frustrated in that second set gave johnson some opportunities um going into the breaker it was uh, steve let it rattle him which i get it it's hard when your opponent's doing things um i remember at one changeover Kyrgios was up a set and on serve in the second set and went to the chair umpire and was complaining because he didn't stop play when a lady was walking down the stands and it looked like Steve just looked over and was like why are you complaining like you're up a set and you know you're fine so looked like Steve was getting a little rattled for sure the announcers uh, also were commenting on that that it looked like Steve was pretty frustrated so it was unfortunate because he did get it into a tiebreaker in that second set, and then Kyrgios hit a bomb of an ace as a first serve. Steve was a little rattled, and then he double faulted on his first uh, first serve of the tiebreaker, so instantly goes 2-0 two, uh, down, and the frustration kind of mounted from there. Granted, Kyrgios played a great tiebreaker, but just like with the snap of your fingers, um, Johnson found himself down 6-0 in the breaker, and you're not going to come back from 6-0 down in a tiebreaker going to 7 against Nick Kyrgios. So... That was kind of it, and then the early break in the third set, it kind of felt like, you know, it it was kind of over, the writing was on the wall. Um, Tough to see, Steve is really, he is a class act and just a gentleman out there, conducts himself so well, fights every point. 
fun one to watch. You feel for Steve. I, he has his lowest ranking since 2014. He's he's really struggled this year. He uh, a couple weeks before he went down to a, play a challenger even. And for those of you who don't know, that's not even a ATP tour level event. Those are for guys that are like 300 in the world trying to you know crack into the top 100 ranking. So not a tournament that you would normally expect someone who's been in the top 50 to play a tournament like that. He did win it, won five matches, um, said that it gave him some confidence heading into it. And he played good tennis. The biggest difference, honestly, like it was just clear as day to me watching this match was just that Steve's backhand is just such a liability, especially against a guy like Kyrgios when he's on like this. You know, Kyrgios was taking his backhands down the line, cross court. I mean, he couldn't miss going in on the returns, attacking. And on the other hand, you have Steve who, you know, his the best he can hope to do with that backhand slice is just to neutralize the point, you know? And unfortunately, in tennis at that high level, especially against a guy as talented as Kyrgios, it's going to take more than a slice backhand to win that. And I mean, Kyrgios was just moving him around so well. Steve usually loves to run around that backhand and hit his forehands, but Kyrgios was totally just taking that away from him, opening up the angles so well. And yeah, that, that backhand's just not going to get it done because Kyrgios just is steadily taking control of the point with each backhand slice he hits back, and then just it's just a matter of time before he tees off on a forehand and ends it. But impressive match from Kyrgios. Honestly, I was really impressed with what I saw from him. Unfortunate for Steve, um, you know, 3-6-4, three, three, and four, not a terrible result. It uh, hurts a little more with Tsitsipas uh, and Batista Agu and even Team losing in the first round, that section of the draw is really wide open. This might be Kyrgios' best chance to make it to the semis, maybe even the finals, honestly, of this U.S. Open. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of keep his composure throughout the tournament because it really is a golden opportunity now with that section of the draw really just wide open. Um, so hopefully he can capitalize. I, I do find him very entertaining, and you, you just feel the energy in the crowd through the TV when you're watching. You know, everyone's just always on the edge of their feet of what he's going to do next. And he, uh, whatever you say about the guy, you cannot say he's not entertaining, that's for sure. Um, so that's that for the Kyrgios-Steve Johnson match. Congrats to Kyrgios. He moves on to the next round. Good luck to him. Um, I don't want to spend too long on it because a little disappointing, but I feel I have to because she's an American woman. She was the number 11 seed. She's won the U.S. Open before. Um, Sloane Stevens, really, really disappointing outing tonight. She lost to Anna Kalinskaya, who this was her first time ever winning a round at a major. And I, again, this was another one that I watched pretty much start to finish. And from the first set, probably four or five games in, I was just like, what is wrong with Sloane Stevens today? I, I mean, her feet, it almost looked like she was moving in half speed. She just, her body language was poor. Her feet were not anywhere near engaged. She looked heavy. I don't know if she's tired or if she's injured or just fatigued from a long year on tour, but it was very uncharacteristic Sloane Stevens. You know, in the second set, she was trying to fight and get herself amped up with some come-ons when she had some chances, fought off a match point to her credit, and she has fought off match points to win matches before. So you start, you know, the announcers are trying to, encourage her and hoping that she would pull it off again but just honestly middle of the first set it was just obvious to me that wow sloan is going to lose in the first round 11 seed american women american woman is going down and uh it was unfortunate yeah I, I don't know i don't really know what's going on with her i wouldn't be surprised if something came out about an injury or something the you know the announcers were saying i guess she's really well spoken on just mental health and says that the tour life is a lonely one and that oftentimes she'll just stay in the room and doesn't even really want to go out and do that stuff. So I don't know. I have no idea what was going on with Sloane Stevens today, but um, I mean, obviously I'm sure no one's more disappointed than her 
formerly winning the U.S. Open, having some magic here before it just she just looked flat to me today. And honestly, like she really didn't want to be there. I was watching it with um, a couple buddies and they were all just like, wow, this is very uncharacteristic Sloan. So that was too bad. But, you know, that's tennis. It's tough if you don't show up engaged every day and ready to fight every point. Anyone can beat anyone because it is such a frustrating, isolating sport. And it's only you out there. You don't have any teammates that you can say, okay, I'm going to sit this game out and you can take the take the reins for me. It's it's only you out there. And So anyways, tennis is frustrating. <laughs> but some other American women did well. Madison Keys, she won her first round matchup pretty easily. Number 10 seed representing, speaking of easy first round wins, Serena Williams beat Sharapova like a drum. I was pretty surprised by that, honestly. I mean, I know Serena's beat her like the last several times they've played. But 6-1-6-1 just killed her. And I saw some some of that match as well. And Serena was on fire. I was watching and I was like, wow, she like looks like a woman on a mission. Like, that was really cool. So I give her a lot of credit just destroying Sharapova 6-1-6-1. Huge props to Coco Goff. Love to see her fight out, grind out a tough match. In the third set, she was up 4-1 and her opponent pulled a bathroom break or medical timeout, which is the most classic. I feel myself about to lose. I need to, you know, stop the momentum. And it worked. She got it back to 4-4 and then Coco was able to hang tight and pull it off. And can we just take a second? She's 15 years old. She obviously had that amazing Wimbledon run, and now here she is, 15-year-old, wins a round in the first uh, first round in the main draw U.S. Open. Like, it's just an incredible story, so give her a ton of credit. So fun to watch that story unfold, and I hope she just keeps it going. It's so awesome. Um, and then it was good to see Venus Williams, too, with an easy 6-1, 6-0 win. Um, that was really cool, because I know she's been struggling lately and not necessarily playing her best, been hurt a little bit, so... Good stuff from Venus there. The American women representing well and should do should do pretty well going into the rest of the tournament. Obviously, Serena's always a threat. And then we have Madison Keys. Always fun to see how far Coco Goff will go. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, let's just do a quick recap of the men's, American men's, some of them anyway, their first-round matchup. Uh, Garone, the UCLA standout, he lost first round 6-4 in the fourth set to Nishioka. That was a little disappointing. I really thought that was a favorable first-round matchup for Marcos Garone. Uh, really thought he could pull that out. Unfortunately, it looks like it was just one break each set. He won that first set 6-3 and then went on to lose the next three sets 6-4, 6-4, 6-4. So a little disappointing, but on to the next, which uh, this one was also disappointing. Taylor Fritz um, talked about this on the last podcast. You know, young Americans seeded the 26th seed here in the U.S. You know, you really, really, really hope that he would pull out this match against Feliciano Lopez, an older Spaniard who is honestly at the tail end of his career at this point. Taylor won the first set 6-3 and then lost the next three sets 6-4, 6-3, 6-4. Taylor had 12 aces and Feliciano had 22. That just cannot happen. Fritz is a tall, huge serve. You know, he served 64%. Just not enough to get the job done. So that was a little disappointing, but he'll be back. He'll be back with a vengeance, so we can't count him out. But just part of the growing brains of a young young player. But definitely tough pill to swallow there with Fritz losing in the first round as a seed. Again, Feliciano Lopez, that's a pretty tricky first round matchup. He's no slouch, but really a match that you would expect and hope Fritz could pull out. And then another one, this came as a huge surprise to me as well. Sam Query lost his first round match to Juan Ignacio Londero, and I just... I, that one left me scratching my head. I really couldn't figure that one out. That was a match that I expected Query to get by pretty easily. Um, didn't watch any of that match, so can't really speak to the specifics of it. But w- without seeing anything, it's definitely one that you're just kind of like, huh. 
Um, this was one that I was happy about. We did, I did call this one. We talked about it on the last podcast. The young American Riley Opelka, the huge, huge serve. He played Fabio Fognini, the number eleven seed in the first round, and he won in four sets, which was awesome. Six three, six four, six seven, six three in the fourth set. Um, that was one I really felt good about, just because Fognini. You just, you never know what you're gonna get from him, especially on hard courts. Not his best service, and um, Opelka just 26 aces, that massive bomb of a serve, served almost 60% for serve percentage. Um, just a great match from him and a huge confidence booster. It's got to be awesome for him. And now he takes over that part of the draw, you know, the number 11 seed. So definitely he'll have a few more winnable matches going forward that he could pull out. And uh, let's hope he does because let's keep it going. We love to see the American men doing well. And, you know, the guys you would expect, Query and Fritz, to do well aren't. So let's have some other American men step up and carry that banner for this tournament anyways. Speaking of young American men to carry the banner, Jensen Brooksby had to qualify. This guy won the under-18s Kalamazoo to get a wild card into the main draw last year. He lost to Milman, the guy that Nadal beat. But this year, he qualified, won three rounds in the qualies, beat Thomas Burdich in the first round. Obviously, Burdich, a former top-five player. Honestly, at one point, he was one of the best players in the game. Made it to several majors, finals, semifinals, like always one of those names in the draw. He's on the tail end of his career now as well, on the downslope, um, but a huge win regardless for Jensen. He's committed to Baylor to play tennis, but he's going to be rethinking that now. I read an article that I think from this tournament alone, where he's at now, if he doesn't win another match, he'd already have a hundred grand from the uh, prize winnings. And it's interesting because he has a full ride to Baylor, obviously, to play tennis, but do you take the hundred k and keep playing the pro tour and forego your college eligibility? It's interesting um, for the yeah for those of you who don't know if you declare as a professional or accept money that's essentially you lose your college eligibility so you can play pro tournaments and get a pro ranking but you can't accept any prize money and still have your college eligibility so he has a pretty big choice coming up here do you leave a hundred grand on the table and go to college and get a free education or do you take the money and launch your pro career you know he's uh Definitely going to have something to think about here in the next couple of weeks. But huge congrats to him. That's awesome. Definitely a name to look out for. I think he's already top 400 in the world now, Jensen Brooksby. Keep an eye out for that name. It sounds like he'll only be doing more damage from here on out. Um, also, huge shout out to Dennis Kudla. We previewed this matchup as well. Dennis Kudla and Yanko Tipsarevich. Kudla's one of those guys that just fights tooth and nail for everything. I love it. And he took out another guy who's just as scrappy in Tipsarevich. And just a huge win for Kudla. You always love to see him do well. He's going to be playing Dusan Lajovic next round, the 27 seed. Another, honestly, winnable round. He plays that match tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. So something to keep an eye on. You know, would love to see Kudla keep it going. Um, Bradley Klon is going to play Nishikori in the next round. That's that's a tough ask. Nishikori, obviously, very solid player, number seven seed. But We'll keep an eye on that. And then the first round matchups today that went down, um, obviously we said Steve Johnson lost to Kyrgios. That was unfortunate. Francis Tiafo, we previewed that match a bit. Remember, he was playing Ivo Karlovic, the 40-year-old Croatian who just serves huge bombs. Tiafo won the first two sets, 6-2, 6-3, and then early in the third set, Karlovic retired. So Tiafo is on to the next round. Good for him. John Isner, the 14th seed, American 6'10", huge serve. He won his first round against the Spaniard like we expected him to. Honestly, good to see Isner take care of uh, business on the hard courts pretty easily. 6'3", 6'4", 6'4". 
really what you would hope he would do, and he did. So big congrats to Isner on that. And then finally, Tennis Sangren with the win over Songa, 7-5 in the fifth. That is a huge win for our young American player. Awesome. Songa is such a tough out. The Frenchman who's been around so long and doing so well. Shocked that he wasn't seated at this tournament, but he's one of those guys, like I was saying in the last podcast, it's tricky because if they're injured or if they're not playing as much and they fall out of the rankings, you know, you find yourself with some really tough first round matchups. So huge props to Sangren for winning that one against Songa. Huge confidence boost for him, I'm sure. I mean, that's just incredible. He will play um, Vasek Pospisil, the Canadian, who is a very tricky young Canadian dangerous player so that'll be a fun one to watch that'll be in a couple days Isner plays in a couple days as well and then the match to really keep an eye on on Thursday a time hasn't been announced yet but Francis Tiafo is playing Alexander Zverev the young German versus the young American that is a very compelling matchup Zverev's the sixth seed been playing so well but you know what Tiafo's playing well too he made the quarters of the Australian earlier so why not Tiafo right There's going to be some fun ones to keep an eye on, guys. I'll keep breaking it all down for you as the tournament progresses. Really, really proud of the Americans for the most part today. Everyone really showed out, and those who didn't at least conducted themselves with class and, you know, represented American tennis well. So we love to see that. We hope for some, you know, deep runs into this tournament. We certainly have some players on both sides that are capable, the men and the women. Honestly, the women may be looking a tad better at this point just because you always have Serena and some of those names, keys that are always going to show out. But... Let's keep it going. Love to see American Tennis representing at the U.S. Open. I hope you guys have been watching. It's on pretty much all day. ESPN, Tennis Channel has the recaps after it. So now's the time. we got a fun couple weeks ahead of us as this tournament goes on. Make sure you're watching. I'll, hear, I'll be here to break it all down for you on the American Tennis Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.